Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Wednesday morning. Glad that you are with us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. It's getting a little chilly, a little little rainy out there. The winter weather, maybe not that far away. That means it's the perfect time to head over to Strange Brew Coffee House and get yourself a drink or... If you want to do it at home, their hot chocolate, which is the best in the world, and I'm not saying that from my own personal experience, although I have had their hot chocolate, and it is the best in the world. I'm just telling you that it is. People are talking about this, Joel. It's a pretty a pretty hot topic from what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, well, you know me. I love my Strange Brew, whatever it is. Even, Wait, do you drink even hot chocolate? them today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Strange Brew logo. Where. Do you drink hot chocolate? I do. Or is that too close to dessert? No, I mean, I... I I do drink it, no but I would cream, rather I have something with caffeine in it. No whipped cream, I assume. I, yeah, no, no whipped cream, but it's not really because of the health aspect. I just would rather have hot chocolate without the whipped cream. Okay, okay. It's just a preference. Thing. Well, they've got different kinds. They have a sea turtle hot chocolate, which has got the caramel notes going there. So it's a lot of good stuff. It's not just it's not just coffee over at Strange Brew. We said that a, a million times. So you definitely go check them out. Uh, College Corner. Hey, if you're having a party this weekend, you're going to watch Mississippi State, Alabama. You know, don't worry about making it a Halloween party. Make it a bulldog party. Head over to to College Corner, one of their two locations. Uh, they're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or shop online at collegecornerstore.com and deck your house out in maroon and white. The biggest month of the season's coming up. We're getting closer and closer. We are 32 days away from your mind needing to be right. If you know what I'm saying, you need to you need to go ahead and start thinking about that. You got to start thinking ahead on these kind of things. I'm here for you, but I can't always be here for you. If you know what I'm saying, so. Head over to College Corner, get the maroon and white merchandise that you need to keep yourself decked out and looking like a member of the family. (laughs) (laughs) Advantage Business Systems wants you to make sure your business is working for you as we get closer to this holiday season. You don't need to be giving away money because you're using inefficient, outdated systems. That's what Advantage Business Systems does. They come in, they, they streamline everything for you, they put you with the best products in the business, and they get you going in the right direction. They've got 45 years helping businesses just like yours. So give them a call today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel. Hey, Brian. We got a lot. Of, let's go, we got a little news before we get into the rumblings. It's what transfer day here at Mississippi State. It is. Uh, Paul Jones, all on top of all of this. Uh, two players in the portal. That's Nick Penley and Jalen Maiden. Maiden is a the guy there's no surprise there. Penley, a little bit of surprise, but the fact that he wasn't playing and the offensive line is as bad as it is, maybe that's a sign. And then, I shouldn't take any pleasure in this. I really shouldn't. But Kareem Walker is out, which means that we will be getting a lot less tweets now going forward. I hadn't seen many Kareem Walker tweets lately, Not but lately. There, there were some. This summer, there were quite a few. 
yeah. of what role is the fifth string running back going to play for Mississippi State this year. Uh, but Paul Jones reporting that he is uh, not in the portal yet, but is no longer a member of the football team. I think this this shows us one thing, that Mississippi State is going to be an active player in the transfer portal this offseason, especially at quarterback, where it feels now you almost have to go get a guy. Otherwise, you're going to have Rodgers, who will still technically be a freshman, uh, be like a redshirt freshman. Well, no, and then, I guess technically be a true freshman, because this year doesn't count against anybody. I, I get that, but when I say it, I'm thinking in terms of, True freshman is this is your first year of college. Yes, you call him what you want. He won't be a he won't be a redshirt freshman. <laughs> He'll be a second year true freshman. He'll be a yeah something. <laughs> I don't know what you call him at that point. But you, then you have the two high school kids coming in, Robertson yep. and Greek. You almost got to go get a veteran guy to just sort of have. Now it's going to be a tough sell if Rogers plays well this last month, and it's sort of his job. But there are guys like that out there that you can bring in. So, but State's obviously going to hit the portal pretty hard this this offseason. They're going to need some offensive linemen. Maybe another wide receiver. Defensively, they they'd probably like to get you know some more experience back there in the secondary. I don't know, but I would expect State to bring in five, six, maybe even seven new transfers, and yeah. th- that's the new face of college football recruiting. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I, I mean, look, some of this, some of it's not just guys looking for elsewhere to play. <laughs> some of it's not just that, but some of it. Some of this transfer stuff, we probably could have gotten out of the way if there had been a spring. Probably, yeah. You're, you're, that's a good point. And and like like Maiden in particular, maybe even Garrett Schrader. Um, those guys, had there been a spring, would have seen where they sat in the pecking order and probably could have went ahead and cut ties. And as it is, these guys didn't really know exactly where they stood uh, had to go through camp, had to see what, what was happening over the course of the season. And now four or five games into the season, after not having a spring, some of these guys see where they sit now, see that, I mean, particularly at quarterback, I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point, barring something we, which always can happen, uh, but barring something unforeseen, Will Rogers is the quarterback of the future. So, I mean, if you're Garrett Trader, if you're Jalen Maiden, uh, you know, you went into – you would have had a chance to compete back during the spring and, and see where things fall, and you didn't have that chance. And now, now that the fall's here, you see where you stood, and, I agree. and those guys are out. And That's a good point. So you would have seen some of that if you'd had a spring football season, and you didn't. Yeah. So going to be an interesting couple of months here, December, January, February, as MSU finishes up its season and then goes into spring of who they bring in on top of the 2021 recruiting class. Going to be a lot of new faces uh, in Starkville. Uh, next year. That being said, let's move on into the rumbling. It's brought to you by the good folks over at Welcome Home Beef. Whether you're cooking, whether they're cooking, they've got a lot of options there for you. They've got the food truck out there almost every uh, day of the weekend. They've got the pre-made meals like that brisket mac and cheese or their sausage and cheese protein bowl. I don't know if you saw that the other day. I, I did not see that, but now I want that. that that's right up your alley. Right? It's a protein bowl. I mean, it, it sounds healthy, but it's also delicious because it's Welcome Home Beef products. Whether you want to cook the food, they've got you taken care of there. The best ground beef that money can buy. The best hamburgers you're going to eat. Steaks, roasts, brisket, ribs. They've got it all taken care of, and they're always willing to do special orders for you as well. So give them a call today at 662-268-8148 or go online to welcomehomebeef.com. Take a look around and see what you want to put together. The holiday season is coming up. Hey, it doesn't always have to be all about the turkey. Now, I am not saying you you, you don't have turkey. You should have turkey. But I am saying I am a two-meat, at least, at Thanksgiving kind of guy. Well, I mean, a whole ribeye. 
just sounds fantastic. Imagine turkey and prime rib. That's 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 a winning combination right there. So, never too early to start making those kind of plans for you. Call Welcome Home Beef today. And remember, whether you're cooking it or they're cooking it, one thing is for sure. It just tastes good. We are into the rumblings. Good, good, good questions this week. We're going to have fun this week. I can already tell. We have fun every week. We do, but some weeks it's a little more work than others. This is I, We've got good questions this week. I'm, but you're I'm, always with me, so you should always enjoy that time. The time with you is not the question. The questions are the question. All right? I mean, you and I can be together and be like, All right, at least it's good to be with my friend Joel. At least if i got to suffer through this, i gotta, I got my friend Joel here <laughs> with me. That's, this is not one of those weeks. So, Tyler Heydrich starts us off. He wants to let us know he is 15,000% committed to the Rumblings. Did you see this? No. Some kid from Florida committed to, to Mullen. Yes. And said he was 15,000% committed. I've never rooted harder for a flip in my life. I may seriously send him money to, I don't care where he goes. Like, just go somewhere else. I don't care where you go. Just, I want to be able to say, if only he had been 15,001%. Yeah. Then they could have held on to him. That said, Tyler Hydrick says 60% of the time, he listens every time. Let's appreciate that. Uh, what is more shocking? Here's we got to the actual question here. The inability of the Cowboys or the inability of Mississippi State to score points? Ah, it's a good question. I, I I lean towards Mississippi State, but that may just be biased because I really thought they were going to score a lot of points. Like I, I thought we were going to see a lot of that, yeah. and we have not. Well, the Cowboys were scoring points with Dak. Yeah. And then they bring in Andy Dalton, and they can't score points. So that's not that now Dalton's hurt. Me. Now he's hurt. Um, with with state, it's definitely because they scored points in the first game, and now they've lost that ability. Yep. So I, I got to go with MSU on this one for me. All right. Uh, next question. Uh, Wes Williamson, the Godfather of Bulldog Sports Radio, rest in peace. Uh, not not Wes. He's still with us. Bulldog Sports Radio is not. My wife and I enjoy watching The Masked Singer. If you were on the show, what would your costume be and why? Do you watch the Max Max? I do not. I know what it is at least because you can't miss the promos during football. Yep. Um, what would your costume be? Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Just the big red machine. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> he doesn't get me often, but when he does. Uh, uh, I just, just pictured Joel in a cave costume now. That's good. And then singing. Oh, uh, man. That's a good one. I wasn't going to go that route, but that's a good one. I was going to go as just like a gigantic teddy bear or something, but you know, that's that's a good choice too, is Kane. <laughs> the big red machine. Okay. The big red singing machine. <laughs> Rob Chittum wants to know, will any sport ever set up an accountability process post-game interview for officials? The NBA does this. They, 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 they put out a report after every game and describe, describe missed calls and things like that in great detail. Uh, and I think they also allow uh, some officials to, to be questioned. But as far as college sports go, I, I, don't, I don't think so. And I've seen the thing that comes to mind for me, longtime baseball fans will remember back I guess it was, what, seven, eight, nine, maybe ten years ago when Galarraga, the pitcher for, uh, I believe it was the Tigers, had the perfect game going. Mm-hmm. And two outs in the ninth inning, Jim Joyce blew the call at first yeah. base. And after that game, I think a pool reporter talked to Jim Joyce. Um, so I've seen some instances where in Major League Baseball, there have been pool reporters talk to officials and stuff. I mean, 
I, I don't understand why 18-year-old kids can, after a football game, be mm-hmm. grilled. Yeah. And then the paid adults get we, – we talked about this yesterday, I think – get rushed out of the, the building like they're the president. Yeah. And protected and don't have to talk and don't make a lot of sense to me. No. No, I agree with you. Another one from Wes. You make $4 million a year as an SEC coach. How much are you willing to forfeit to roast the officials and make your point? I mean, I'm willing to do more than Kiffin's getting fined. If 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 that had happened to me, I'd be out a couple hundred k. Because I would have, it would be an all week long process for me. I, 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 I would have been, I would have asked, what's the fine if I tell, you know, if it's somebody I get suspended for a game, I may have to take that too. Yeah, you know, I, I still wouldn't want to go much above a hundred k or so, to be honest with you, because it, look, that's that's starting to be a lot of money that you're just crapping away. All right, next up is Graham Yateman. Uh, he's got a pretty simple question for us. Will we host? Yes. Yes, Aaron Fitt even said we would. I feel like this is a hosting team for sure. Uh, the Coke Man. That should be my name, but whatever. What would the SEC and Sankey do if Lane Kevin said, I'm not paying? They would, just, just, they would suspend him, I They guess. would probably suspend him until he paid, which you would lose up losing more money because you get, you know, you get paid by the game, I would imagine. So, yeah, he's going to pay. I do want to know, is he going to end up paying in pennies? How funny would that be? I don't think... Although... If a bunch of Ole Miss managers came rolling in wheelbarrows of pennies yeah. to Birmingham in what, the, in, they in the office. Like, you have to take it. It's legal tender. And, and what would you... Would you then find him more for being a, a smart aleck? Maybe. And then more pennies. We are in a coin shortage, though, so I don't know if <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, Kevin Wright. Do you carve pumpkins for Halloween? Uh, pumpkin carver? I have before. I really need to start that back now that I've got... Got yeah. some kids of age that would enjoy such yeah. things. We uh we are we don't carve as much as we paint or use like Mr. Potato Head stuff on them. Yeah. Um do you do traditional faces or do you do something else? Uh well we hadn't carved them forever. Last time I carved one it was a traditional face though, but that was Yeah. And that was years ago. I gotcha. Uh, he said he went with the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda this year. So that's cool. I don't have the, I don't have the patience for that. Yeah, so. it takes Take some effort and some skill. Yeah. Uh, for me, does Virgil van Dyke's injury cost Liverpool the EPL title and maybe even Champions League qualification for the next year? I don't think so. They'll, they'll be fine. There's still a lot of talent on that team. Who's the best heel in SEC football? <clears throat> it used to be that Kentucky linebacker. I don't, I've Cash his name. Yeah, yeah he, he was kind of the guy. Yeah. Um, who is it now? Uh, well, I mean, there's different kinds of heels, right? Like, could Mac Jones be considered a heel? You know, the seems yeah. to be like this perfect kid. You know, for the unstoppable force. Yeah, yeah. He's kind yeah. of. The- and Sa- Saban is like Mr. McMahon. Yeah, he really is. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there like a really like people just love to boo this guy? Matt Corral has a little of that, but he, he's been playing. Is that most- just because of the team that we cover and the maybe? Things but that I mean, we-, we we saw the Egg Bowl a couple of years ago and, and things like that. So I don't know. It, it could be it could be Homer bias there. I don't know. That's a good question, though. Uh, Caleb Smith, if you could insert any wrestler into their in their prime into the current WWE, who would it be? Uh, in their prime? I mean, like Austin or Rock? Probably go Austin. Because, I mean, he... The Rock, the, I think, is the better choice. The business boomed before with Austin's rise. Why couldn't it, If he's in his prime... I think with today's WWE, The Rock is a better choice. 
I don't know that Austin in the PG era could be made to work. Yeah, maybe not. The Rock could, though. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I wonder if you'll see The Rock here soon. You it know, I've been thinking schedule, about but that. Rock reigns. That would make a lot of sense. The way they're their way they're going family, with that, tribal chief, the tribal chief, the rock, the rock come in and be like, like hold, hold up. up, exactly. That's a good angle, by it the way. Is. Congrats to WWE for finally getting. So that. I really hope they get that. I think somehow. I think I think that'll be WrestleMania next year. I, I hope so. They got to be in a stadium. So, so much they will save that. it though until they're in a stadium. They won't give that away at the performance. And they game. should. They're going to save that until they can put ninety thousand people in the stand. So better hope that you know it happens quick so the rock can do that. Caleb Smith also wants to know our best. What's your favorite or best fast food sauce? Ah, fast food sauce. Hmm. You know, I really like the Zach sauce. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that just kind of stands out. I mean, I, most places I get like traditional. Like if I go to Chick-fil-A, I get the barbecue sauce. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, it's good. Sometimes I get the Chick-fil-A buffalo sauce. But I'm just trying to think, is there anything that just stands out as, ooh, uh, but as far as like original mm-hmm. concoctions, I guess I mean the Zach sauce is the first thing that comes to mind. Papa John's garlic butter, really? Yeah, big fan. I don't think I've ever had it. You don't dip your pizza crust in the oh the Papa John. I don't know. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I, when you said Papa John's, I, I, I just I just heard the pop. I was thinking Popeyes. I was like Popeyes garlic butter doesn't really sound. No, I haven't had yes. that. Okay, no. Papa John's. Yes, I know what you're talking about. The Popeyes, the blackened ranch is good. If we're going to Popeyes, but there you go. Okay. I had chicken on the brain. Then I, I heard tell. pop, and it was like Popeye. I yeah. could. Uh, Steven Sprawberry, what's the reasonable amount of time to give Leach the chance to get the offense right? I mean, I mean, you need to see some hopeful strides by the end of this year. Yeah. But, A little improvement at the end of next year. Ne- by the end of this year, by next year, you should not have games like you had against Kentucky. You yeah. Know? You might have a couple games where you only score 14 points, but you're moving the ball and just maybe a couple turnovers. And then by year three, you need to be humming a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. Why are State fans so impatient on giving him time to work it out? I saw a great, either, I don't know if it was on Twitter or on a message board, but there's too many State fans who only know about Mullen. That is, they grew up with Mullen. And they're so impatient. They have no idea what it's like. And guess what? Yeah. A lot of those people are the ones that are the most active on social media. Exactly. Yeah. Like, guys, this is a hard knock life we've chosen. All right, it's you know it's 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 not it's not for everyone. If you don't remember much of Croom or the last few years of Jackie, yeah. you are yeah. a fortunate. This is soul. nothing. This is nothing compared to some of those games. Uh, do you think Arnett is around when the offense gets clicking? I mean, if we're talking about year three, that's going to be a tough sell. That guy's he he's going he's going he's just through four, five four games. He, he's one of he's yeah. done miracles. So yeah, I don't I don't know what Zach's ultimate goal is. You know, some guys. Is it fair to say there are some coaches that really just don't want the headache of being the head coach? I don't there know that Zach. I don't know if Zach's one of those guys. He may want to be a head I coach. I thought Todd Grantham was one of those, but his name popped up in a lot of searches. Yeah. Um, Jolie Dunn didn't. I don't think. But you know, Arnett strikes me as a guy who would like to be a head coach, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that he could tell who, that not only the defense but the offense sucks too. <laughs> Ellisville Dog. I put a significant amount of money on the over of two and a half wins for State this season. I thought it was the easiest bet I had ever made. What did Vegas see that we didn't before the season started? I think Vegas was with us. I think they thought that team couldn't stop anybody. So I think if you could go back and tell those guys, hey, they're going to be really good defensively, they would have all said, well, with Leach, they should be okay offensively, and they might have raised that number a little bit. I think that's what it is. Yep. 
And I want to go back a question. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason fans are so impatient, too, with Leach mm-hmm. is because of what happened in week one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, But, but on this one, what did Vegas see that, that we did? I, I think you're right. I, I think that was that projection was based upon everybody thought the defense was going to be really awful. Bad. Yeah. And as it turns out, it's the complete 180. Yeah, exactly. Patton Paris, if you had the power to change or adjust officiating, what would you do? Make make them accountable for one, right? I had an idea yesterday, and I think this you you have to get somebody you you attach somebody to a game who is the final voice, and that person can have absolutely no connection to either school. So let's say that you and I are going to do this. You and I are doing this. You're assigned this week to Wisconsin versus Nebraska, and I am assigned to whoever the hell Virginia Tech is playing. All right, I have no connection, right? And I am the final voice. And at any point, I can just hit the button and be like, we're, we're stopping here. I need to look at that again. Somebody like that needs to be available. You know what doesn't make any sense to me? Mm-hmm. Here's what I might change. Mm-hmm. When there's a replay review, mm-hmm. you have to have un- indisputable evidence to right. change the call. Right. Why can you not just wipe the slate clean, watch the replay, and make the call you feel in your heart's right? That's a good point. Instead of say, instead of having, we're to, not reversing the call on the field. We're we're we're, we're judging the play based on what we we see. are rejudging the play. Yeah, we are rejudging the play. That's a good point. I like that. I like that because there are a lot of times we're like, man, that looks like it. Or you know in your heart what the call is, but you can't make it because you don't have a definitive angle. Right, right. But you know in your heart what the most so which likely I think call the, is. that ga- that call on Saturday would have been. It's not one hundred percent definitive that it hit the it's ball. 99. But it's 99.9, 9. but that is that indisputable. I don't know. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. My guy my idea though, I, the conference yeah, the replay offense runs through the SEC. That doesn't need to be the case. If it, it, it sucks that the NCAA isn't capable of doing this. But it, there needs to be an independent arbiter who does not have a connection to the conference. And that way you, you eliminate all this this you know the thoughts and the optics of impropriety. You know, just if say I had I wasn't a Mississippi State person, right? So I'm I'm the guy there for Ole Miss. I need to be able to push a button, and go wait a minute, hold on, hold on, we got to look at that play again. Too close, too close. And that guy is watching the television broadcast. He's getting he's getting the commentary. So if it biases him, I guess that's that's a problem. But he, he's he's getting more than just this one look at it. Yeah. So you know that, that's that's how that needs to work, in my opinion. Uh, Bright, okay. Who wins a fight between Ray Lewis and Killmonger? This is a pretty easy question. <laughs> I mean, are, are you? Is this a real question? Ray Lewis against an actual supervillain? Killmonger wins this fight. All right, this is not even close. That's a weird question. All right then. Uh, on on the surface level, are you noticing fatigue within the MSU fan base? Are fans about to check out on this team? There's definitely some fatigue. Yeah. It's just, it, fatigue but there, may not be the right word. It's frustration. Yeah, and that would have come regardless of who the head coach was when you're 1-3 and three and losing the way State's losing. Well, yeah, yeah. But I think that Leach adds to that because if State was just running the football and being ineffective, MSU fans could, could stomach it a little bit more because they're just used to it. But you're trying to throw the ball 60, 70 times a game and you can't move the ball, and you're not running the ball at all, MSU fans just like, why don't you just run the ball? You know? I mean, what we said about Garrett Schrader is true. If you put him back there at quarterback, that three, that drop eight stuff would have ended after about two plays. 
you know, first play, he takes off and he gets 15. Second play, he takes off, he gets 20. They've got five guys in the box the next play. Yeah. And you figure it out from there. But I maintain, too, what Leach has said a dozen times probably at this point in that if rush three, drop eight was the end-all, be-all cure to no, right. stop the air raid, he'd have been out of business two decades ago. I agree with that. But at the same time, he's not showing that in his last few games either. Yeah, so. that's right. That's right. And part of that, I think, is because the offensive line has been awful. Yeah. Uh, will the Mississippi State-South Carolina women's basketball game this year be the biggest on-campus women's game here ever? Well, you're making an assumption, first and foremost. That the fans are going to be there. There's that. You're also making an assumption that game's going to be played here. We don't know how they're going to do the schedules yet. It should be here this year, but I don't know that for sure. Um, but, yeah, the fact that fans aren't going to be here means something. In terms of, of what it means in terms of you know ranked teams, yeah. yeah. I think it'll top that game from, what, two seasons ago when, uh, when Asia Wilson was a senior and then State finally beat them. But, I mean, it's not, they won't have the atmosphere because there, there, there will not be 10,000 in the hump, I don't think. Tyler Heidrick is back. He wants us to rank these all-time receivers. Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Michael Irvin, Calvin Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. Maybe it's just my the kid coming out at me, but it's tough to not put Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice number is number one. one. Yeah. Michael Irvin's last. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Great player. I love the playmaker, but... Megatron's high up there for me. I think Megatron is third behind Moss. I'll, I'll go with you. And then I'm going to put Fitzgerald ahead of T.O. Yeah. So we're going Rice, Moss, Megatron, Fitz, T.O., Irvin. Yeah, and I might could flip T.O. And, and Fitz. I could take either direction there. They're close to me. I think that the fact that Fitzgerald's never been a distraction wins it for me. Okay. Steve Martin, not the comedian, I don't think. Uh, I'm watching Monday Night Football. What's your opinion on this new announcing team ESPN has brought in this year? Uh, I watched, obviously, the Monday night game the Saints played in. Um, Lewis Riddick is fantastic. He's really, really good. Uh, I can, Steve Levy, is he's just okay. Well, there was only one way to go. Yeah, they, that, they, they, they couldn't much. go down. Well, they could have, I guess. <laughs> it would have been hard. Beth Mowens and John Smoltz. Oh, God. <laughs> I need to have a conversation with Mr. Smoltz yeah. after watching. Like, who, who do you think you are? Yeah. Who made you into who you are? Yeah, the reason you have this job is that A right there. Just, <laughs> why don't you just be quiet? And I'll tell you what, Smoltz is one... We're getting off the actual question here, but... Smoltz is one of those dudes that you watch nine innings of baseball to watch John Smoltz and, and uh, Buck and... There's several of those Fox guys that, man, they just complain about baseball for nine innings. Yeah. They complain yeah. about the game and how it is. Like, no, give if you want to... Don't give me grouchy old men in the booth. Yeah, I agree. The game's still fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Allegheny Boys Tennis Program wants to know, I'm going to add 2% to the report guard grades of all my students if State upsets Alabama. Is this appropriate? No, I think you should give them 10. State beats Alabama, that's more, that's more than 2% worth. Looking at this guy's profile, he coaches a team in Virginia. So are they going to understand why? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but if they're getting points, then that probably ringing cowbells up in Virginia. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You probably built some MSU fans doing that. So, yeah, do it. Justin Strawn, who's coming along nicely in rehab. When I was a kid, Frankenberry, Booberry, and Count Chocula were available year-round. Now they're only available around Halloween. Should they be made available year-round? 
Uh, I, I was a big Count Chocula fan, so yes. I love Frankenberry. You like Frankenberry? Yeah. You like berry cereals, don't I do. You? I don't like chocolate cereals at all. Yeah, I love chocolate cereals. Chocolate is not for breakfast in my... It can be, but I don't I don't like, like chocolate chip pancakes or chocolate chip waffles or anything like that. I don't like it. I don't want chocolate for breakfast. See, I, I love like Cocoa Pebbles or... No, no, no. Cocoa Puffs. No, I don't or... like Booberry at all. I didn't like Booberry. Booberry is like the proof that blue food does not work. Nobody wants blue food. That's, that's interesting. I'm sitting there thinking, is there anything blue? I, I do like blue Powerade. It's yeah, a drink, it's though. It's a drink, though. Yeah. I mean, blueberry. I like blueberries, like blueberry pie and things like that, but even that's not really blue. Booberry was actually blue. Yeah. There's not a lot of blue foods out there. Uh, the Mandalorian Season 2 debuts this Friday. The big surprise last year was Baby Yoda. Do you think they pull off another surprise like they did with Baby Yoda last season? I didn't watch Mandalorian. I have not watched The Mandalorian, which is much to my sugar. My wife will not get uh, Disney Plus until it's uh, available with our television. Like, she won't, she doesn't want to have to go buy another device to have Disney Plus. So, that's I, a, that's I have f- tried talking her into it. She will not listen to me. Yes. You know how that goes. Uh, speaking of Baby Yoda, do either of you roll with that name or are you. Like the really obnoxious sticklers who start with, it's not Baby Yoda because Yoda died before this story took place. Ah, so thanks, always. Thanks, thanks for the spoilers. Not, I not that I talk about it a lot, but if I was to call it, somebody, I'd call it Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, yeah. Since that was the biggest surprise of the show, what's another event in a show or movie that caught you completely off guard? For me, it was the ending to The Sixth Sense. Because um, I had not read the books ahead of time. Uh-huh. When Ned Stark got, <laughs> I, I, my, my jaw hit the floor. Yeah, that's a good one. Because I, I mean, I, that whole season, I'm watching it thinking, uh, you know, he gets saved last second. Well, yeah, like the the, he's and, the sto- he's the hero of the story. Yes. Yeah. Like the main, basically, again, spoiler. If you haven't seen it at this point, though, I yeah, don't feel. If you haven't seen feel, season one of Game <laughs> of Thrones yet, I got no sympathy. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's it's basically the main star of the show gets killed in season one. Yeah. Yeah, and they just keep going from there. There's a there's a, one of the the uh, Family Guy Star Wars parodies where uh, Peter says, like they're, they're I think it's the I think it's the Empire one where they're in the asteroid field and Peter says, "Look, there's like three or four of the main characters here in the ship. I think we're going to be okay." <laughs> Not true for Game of Thrones. The main characters were always in jeopardy there. Yeah. Uh, for me, I go back to Star Wars. It's it's Empire. It's Darth Vader's Luke's father. I mean, I never you'll never get over that. Never. Mm-hmm. There were some pretty good early season, like season one, season two, Walking Dead deaths. Yeah, kind of like. Yeah, I agree you. with that. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That's good. Later on in Walking Dead, just became it's, unwatchable. It's not watchable. I don't watch it anymore. Uh, on the opposite end, what's a big surprise reveal you saw coming? Mine was the true identity of Kaiser Sose. I've got one. Do you have one? Where mm-hmm. you were just like Nothing. halfway through the movie, you're just like, okay, I see what's happening here. No. Uh, it was the village. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. The M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like not see it. It's supposed to be like set. It looks like it's supposed to be like set in the 1600s or something. And these people just live in this village, and there's monsters. I could I, early on, in the, I, I, got, I got the impression that, like this is the present day, and these people have isolated themselves somehow. And that's that's spoiler. That's what it is. Not a good movie, in my opinion. H- had a lot of potential. Not a good movie though. Uh, another one from the Allegheny Boys Tennis Program. If you guys somehow ran into Nick Saban this week, and would would each of you give him a hug if you knew you couldn't get in trouble or get arrested, have, and have to endure the cold, awkward stare of his if it guaranteed state upsetting Bama? So I, if you hug Nick Saban, you're not going to get arrested or in any, any trouble, and state's going to win. Of course, why would I not hug him? <laughs> I'm like, Nick, 
Buddy! Booby! And he can't catch COVID because he's immune, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, no, it was a false positive. Idiot. I think he might just be immune. Yeah. He's like, it's like COVID tried to get in him. Well, he was like, absolutely not. Well, robots can't catch diseases. Exactly. Uh, Chad Mask, which number is greater, five or three? <laughs> in most circles, uh, you would think five yeah. is the greater. Three being the number. On the football field, uh, when the, the, the five wear maroon and white, mm-hmm. oftentimes three appears greater. Thou shalt not count to five. All right. Uh, who do you foresee as the weekend starting pitching? Well, Chad, first I would tell you that you need to listen to my interview with Coach Chris Limonis from last week where we asked him this question and he basically told you that it's going to be the same three as last year to get the starts, as at the beginning anyway. McLeod, Bednar, and uh, Sarantola. Anybody, anything, anything you want to add? No. I mean, I think that's Brandon right. Smith is, is in the mix, though. Yeah, I kind of think, and this is just guessing, but coming off of Tommy John, particularly early in the season, you, you got to think he's they're just not going to throw him out there in a starting role yet. You right. may kind of put him in a situation where you can manage his innings a little better. Um I mean, I'm so interested by this Landon Sims getting a chance to start thing. Because we talked to Scott Foxhall last week, and he was talking about how he sees Landon Sims as a starter at Mississippi State over the long term. So is that going to happen as soon as this year? Because, I mean, he looked so good out of the pen last year. Yeah. Can, if he can bring that into a rotation uh, from, as a starter, I don't know. I'll be interested to see if he can work his way into that weekend mix at some point if he – continues down the starter path which they, they've said he may be more of a swing guy that could end up back in the pen so we'll, we'll see but he definitely has the stuff um probably needs to add perfect a third pitch yeah to, to do so but um yeah I, I, he's got the stuff that i could see him in a weekend rotation if not this year maybe next year uh, another one from chad he does ask about the best who our breakthrough player is for baseball just listen to the podcast chad chad I did. We did a whole podcast last week about baseball. We talked to Lamonis. We answered these questions. These questions were answered. Who would we say? Kellen? Kellen Clark was one that we mentioned. Uh, you know, I think Logan Tanner will have a big... You know, I did the podcast and can't remember who we uh, said. So. Anyway, he also wants to know, are we pro-bunt or no-bunt? There are times where bunting makes sense. I'm okay with bunting in some scenarios, depending on who's at the plate, yeah. if they can bunt, Yeah. Um, and just the situation. Yeah. I, now, I am much more swing away than I used to be. I don't know if that's just times have changed, but I think I think my biggest issue is there are so many times now that guys just can't bunt. I mean, you, you tell a guy to square around and bunt, and they just can't do it. They can't do it, yeah. And, and I so I, a lot of these people arguing, oh, this is a situation to bunt. Okay, but can the guy at the plate get the bunt down? It's like saying, you know, in football, hey, this is a throwing situation. Well, if your quarterback can't throw, yeah, you know, you're wasting your time. Yeah. yeah, and this is something, uh, maybe a few of you saw it, don't know, um, Adam Frazier, former Bulldog, current Pittsburgh Pirate, tweeted at me back during the playoffs because I was saying something about bunting. And, uh, but anyway, he's apparently a, a pretty big fan of bunting. And as well, he some should situ- be. As he should be. Butter. And like I told him, like, back his crew here at Mississippi State under John Cohen, batting order one through nine, I felt like that entire team could get down a bunt. Yeah. And so it, you can weaponize it if you yeah. – if you can do that, but yeah, I agree. I don't know that everyone can. In You're fact, right. I'm pretty sure they can't. And that's it's funny. That needs to be such a basic fundamental of baseball. Everybody can bunt. Now nobody can bunt. Yep. 
Uh, Eli Sykes, is the Flying M throwback uniform the best uniform State will ever wear? No. It's a good throwback uniform, though. But for me, the, the night, late 90s MSU stuff is the best. Yeah, but I don't know if I can wear that. No, it, it said will ever wear. So it's it's taking everything into account. That they have worn in the past, yeah, Stephen? exactly. Okay. Yeah. How uh, much of that late 90s stuff is the looks of it, and how much of it is just the success it, they had some, wearing there's it? Some, there's, there's some of each. But it did look sharp. I, did, I liked it, too. So. Um, Alexandra Watson, I have always been a homemade costume kind of mom. My child asked for a store-bought costume this year. It broke my heart. Which do you prefer, homemade or store-bought? I don't know that we've ever made one at home. Actually, let me rephrase yeah, that. Right. The not, Ric Flair the thing. The Ric Flair thing you made at home. I think you should uh, just do We didn't you, make it, though. Right. You, you should just go with what your kid wants. This is yeah. a holiday for children. Uh, but that said, I think little kids, you want to probably go like store-bought stuff. And then as they get bigger, you can do some homemade stuff. What, what are your is, kids going as of this year? Uh, pretty simple this year. I don't yeah. know why they wanted skeletons. They just wanted to be skeletons. Very spooky. So uh, Very spooky. skeletons they are. Even Chloe? Uh, yeah. Okay. We go. We got her. She's like a glow in the dark. Skeleton. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. Um, but here's my question: mm-hmm. the start. What's the startful trick or treating? I have no idea. I don't know. Issue like has that been addressed? My, my oldest daughter has a fantastic costume. She's going as a plague doctor. <laughs> She's got the, the the nose, the big cone nose mask. It's <laughs> pretty good. I, it's like that's perfect. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. So if if, if Mayor Sproul, if you're listening, let us know. Uh. A. Swenson wants to know, are we participating in Bama Respect Week? I think we are one of the most respectful shows toward the Crimson Tide. We have picked them to win every week. Uh, I, I don't remember the last time I picked Alabama to lose. I always talk about how great Nick Saban is. I wear an Alabama hat every day. Roll every Tide. Day. Roll Tide. Was that, was that, was that Tide Rollerson I just heard? <laughs> He's Tide. back. Roland Tiderson, are they here? Uh, let's see here. Whit McAnally, who sent us some redo questions. Come on, Whit. Tighten up. Uh, what was your Hall- favorite Halloween costume when you were a kid? I was a pirate once. Really liked that pirate suit. I bet Mike Leach would be happy. Yeah, he this. probably would. I had a patch. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. That's really that may be one of the only ones that kind of stand out to me. I yeah. mean, I was. I, don't know. I went. I went as Batman. So Did that, you? That, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, and then are Mogwai and Ewoks related? In your opinion. No. No. Okay. I think I think you're right. Different universes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rob Hadaway, why is Mississippi State ripping off UCF space game uniforms for homecoming? That was one of the worst. Th- Those people need help. Central Florida fans, and if you're listening, Tom Meppel, I'm talking about you. Y'all need help. <laughs> they, get, they got upset because they thought Mississippi State was ripping off. I had no idea that UCF had played a space game. Like, I didn't even know what that was. This is just a throwback uniform from a time period where UCF wasn't even playing football. And they're, they, got all, they got all mad about it. Like, stay in your lane. Go claim another fake national title, for God's sakes. Again, we're judging a fan base by one tweet here, right? No, a lot of oh, their, were there, were there more of than just the one tweet? Oh, okay. Like, this is ridiculous. And Mississippi State's doing this. Like, all right. Rob wants us to look at the stats from this Kansas State Kansas game. Kansas State won the game fifty-five to fourteen. Kansas, am I looking at this right? Yeah, Kansas had more first downs, uh, only sixty fewer total yards. Uh, Kansas State had 
10 penalties. Uh, Kansas State actually won the time of possession. I mean, these stats are incredibly close to each other. The total yardage is 381 to 320. On 381 yards, they scored 55 points. They're the anti-Kentucky. Uh... Yeah, why did Les Miles take the Kansas job, basically? <laughs> he must have needed money. Like, there's no reason for anybody to take the Kansas job. Like, That should be a job that is just consistently year in, year out. Some offensive line coach, whoever the Rick Ray of college football is, takes that job. Just goes to Kansas. Gets three years, gets fired, and they just go to the next guy. <laughs> and there's there's no winning there. You know, they, they had a, and I think that's a curse, by the way. They had a coach who was winning. They ran him off because he was a jerk to some players, and look where you, look where you are now. So they fired one of the greatest fat coaches in the world, Mark Mangini. Uh, let's see here. He was a big guy. Oh yeah, he's he's massive. Yeah, good play caller though too. Uh, Rob Hadaway, and you are not the only person who's going to say this. We have a few of these texts today, or tweets today. Honesty time. I'm enjoying the crap out of Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Not in a is it Schadenfreude? How do you pronounce that word? Schadenfreude? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So. He's it's entertaining as can be. What is this world we're living in? I have had a few MSU fans like, he's making me hate Ole Miss less. This is, I, I had a feeling that was going to happen. He's just entertaining. Let him win an egg bowl. If that happens, then he'll, then people yeah. will be like, never mind. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see these these tweets in a month or so. And Yeah. Because, I mean, I'll be, I, I don't guess I've seen as many the last couple of weeks, but there were some early on. Uh, when, when Leach went after the New York Times guy, the mask yeah. thing, there were a couple of I saw a couple of Ole Miss, Ole Miss fans, folks yeah. in like, hey, I kind of enjoy Leach. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how those uh, viewpoints change come Thanksgiving. Yeah, I agree. Or Thanksgiving week, I guess. Yeah. Now it won't actually be on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're right. Uh, another one from Rob. I am currently subscribed to Rewatch Podcast for Scrubs, The Office, and Saved by the Bell. What other great shows need a rewatch podcast? Do you do any of these rewatch podcasts? Uh, the Saved by the Bell one he's talking about, uh, I'm actually got that one downloaded myself. Okay. Um, the Sopranos has one right now. Uh, I would think you could add almost any great show, though. Breaking yeah. Bad, The Wire, uh, Game of Thrones would be an interesting. be interesting to hear Game of Thrones one if they were really going to be honest about the last season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's a, you know a lot of older shows too. You know, like a Cheers one would be cool. You know, uh, Dallas. I don't know things like that. Almost any show that lasted seven, eight seasons has got to have enough good stories that it'd be worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Tough one here from the Walking Bully. Do you worry about your kids more driving or dating when they're seventeen? I feel like we're gonna have opposite answers. Didn't we have this question before too? Did we? No, it was something like this though. Um. No, because I think we had this conversation. But anyway, we'll, we'll do it again. We talked about dating, yeah. Uh, it, it depends on which kid, for me, probably. Yeah. Your because boys the boys, it's probably more driving. And, and girls is dating. The, yeah. I'll, it's just dating for me. Yeah. Like I, they, They'll figure out how to drive. Right? That said, I, I do feel an incredible responsibility because my boys will have someone else's daughter. And I also have a daughter. Yeah. So there's going to be that part of me that looks on... You got somebody else's baby girl. You, yeah, but you, so, you are a good, good man, and you'll be able to tr- teach your son those ways. I don't know these guys that my daughters are going to date. I don't know their dads. Could be anybody. It's true. So, just going to make it clear. Be like, hey, son, you have my trust. The cor- but, if you, but if you ever lose my trust, you will never get it back. <laughs> the correct answer here, and I don't know how many, 
I don't know if this ever comes across, mm-hmm. but I'm a uh, terminal worrier. Oh, yeah, big time. And so the correct answer here is I'm going to worry myself to death over both issues. Probably so. All right, Daniel Black wants to know, he's inspired by Ford Polk. Did you know my high school has a winning record against Memphis and has beaten Ole Miss <laughs> twice? Your high school? Where did you go to high school? That's interesting. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, that'd be like Christian Brothers or something, right? I, it's around Memphis, I believe. Maybe MUS, something like that. Um, I'm sitting here thinking, Mississippi State, I know, has played like I think they played Columbus back in the day yeah. and stuff. So, there you go. I don't, I don't know if State lost any of those games, but we got four Polk up next year. Uh, I have an Alabama fan as a coworker, and occasionally I get trash talked. The last time I replied with. Well, being a state fan just makes me a better person than you. It's easy to like a winner. It takes character to like a loser. Does saying that actually make me a bad person? I don't see how saying the truth makes anybody a bad person, Joel. He, he told the truth. The truth will set you free. That's what they say, yeah. Did you know that North Carolina has a losing record to Yale? Better yet, did you know UNC has never beaten them? Yikes. Had no idea. No. There you go. We've now gotten to the point where we just trust you. I just trust Ford, yeah, at this point. Uh, Miller Time says, You said before the year that fans need to look at their team's record and consider what they would have gone against the original schedule. I agree, and for that reason, my goal was for MSU to find three wins outside of Vanderbilt. I'm not going to assume we would have beaten NC State, so three SEC wins would have assured bowl eligibility on the original schedule, and, of course, Vanderbilt wouldn't have been part of that. What probability do you give MSU of reaching that goal based on the remaining games? So getting two more wins... I feel like they can do that. I don't know about probability, but I feel like they can do that. Yeah, you feel like they can win a couple of Ole Miss, Missouri. Vandy. Well, I guess, I mean, Vandy wouldn't have been on the schedule at that point. Between Auburn, Van, can, they, can they go 2-1 and one in Auburn, Ole Miss, Missouri? Ooh. I guess now you break it down a little bit. Because I feel yeah. like they can get one of them. Can they yeah. get two? They It'd can, be iffy. That'd be iffy. So, it's 50-50, maybe? It's fair. Maybe a little bit less. <laughs> Always glad to have Corey Pilkington back in the mix. Welcome back, Corey. By the way, Corey, if you're listening, I guess you are. You're submitting questions. Uh, your hat that you gave me a couple years ago, I, I, it has become my Braves like off-season hat for whatever reason. I had that thing on the other day, and it, it just made me think of you again. Love that thing. Got the feather on it. Yeah. Good stuff. The yeah. old Braves feather. That's cool. It's a really cool hat. Still, still enjoying that thing. Well, his question is, Better chance of happening, Bob having a long, meaningful relationship with Emma Watson or MSU beating Alabama? Well, the the, the odds of the first one are zero. So, yeah, it's beating Alabama. There Although it it's probably not all that different. It's, it's, no, there's, a, there's, a, there's at least a 1% to 2% chance of beating Alabama. There is a zero. If there was a negative chance, it might be the case. Bob and Emma Watson, I thought I about it, though. If it does happen, I'll be the happiest man alive. Because that my 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 good friend, one of my best friends, will have achieved his dream. I would love to just be in attendance for Bob to meet Emma Watson. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, need to somehow like get a movie premiere hosted at that brewery he works at. Yeah. So he he would probably try to create a beer for her. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. We got some good questions here from the enforcer, Andy Atkinson. Uh, if you were to suffer an accident by slipping on a beverage and falling on the edge of your couch, no cushions to soften the landing, what beverage would cause your fall? I mean, obviously for me, it'd be Coca-Cola. It'd be Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah. Did you hear about this, by the way? No. That's, it happened to Brandon Walker. Oh, God. He hurt himself. He slipped on some tea and hurt himself. <laughs> 
that's also one of the main plot points of the hunt for red october so <laughs> actually the the uh the probably the more accurate answer for me would be either milk or apple juice yeah some of your kids are drinking yeah because cal and cade's always toting around a cup of milk for cal apple juice for cade cade should still be in a sippy cup though right uh yeah he's got a little cup that i mean has a little straw it's got a little hole okay. though it kind of okay. come out okay. so okay uh, next one from Andy. If I were to tell you that a professional wrestler goes by the name Slapjack, which obscure 1970s Southern Federation would you think he belongs to? Because there's no way 2020 WWE would have such a character, right? Eh. I, I'm thinking world-class wrestling here. Yeah. Like Slapjack would, would team up with the Freebirds against the Von Ericks. Sounds about right. Yeah. You know, like we've got, we've got a Texas championship match between Iceman King Parsons and Slapjack. I mean, you could see that, right? Yeah. You got Mace and T-Bar, too. Yeah. Slapjack and, and, and uh, Bruiser Brody are teaming up against Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a match that could have happened. Uh, Andy Atkinson, apparently the quarterback that performs well during practice week gets to pose with, for a picture with the belt, and their picture is tweeted by the quarterback coach. Any insight on what this belt is and what it signifies? I've seen it. I've seen it. it yeah. is, I think it's you think you said it. It's just who had the best week of practice. I think the thing they have they have some specific uh, drills they have to to do that you know how they do on those things. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Rambo Raz, question for the Rumblings: Will the offense score at least fifteen touchdowns before the season is over? All right. So they scored. Uh, they had forty four. So they scored. Did Ruiz kick three field goals? Is that she? I guess he did. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. threw five touchdowns. So they had five. They had two. So they have seven. They didn't have one against Kentucky, and they had one. So they have eight. So they have. They got to get seven more. Seven more in 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 six more games. Yeah. Yes, they will get that. Yes. Yes. And if they don't, ugh. oh god. Also from Rambo Raz, if you could trade players in college football, who are you trading away from state to get who? Knowing you may have to give up two or three players, um, surely there's a pro style team that has a couple of offensive linemen that maybe Costello could be more successful with. Although now with Maiden out, I don't know if you want to trade another quarterback. Yeah. Um, I mean, where's a position of depth you could trade? That's the problem with state is like, you know, there are a lot of positions where you could use a guy. Could you trade a linebacker? Trade Errol to get a, a wide receiver, maybe. I don't know. Like, would Ole Miss trade you Errol Thompson? No, they don't know. Ole Miss needs, like, Jaden Crumedy or Nathan Pickering. Would you trade them for, for Jonathan Mingo? Both of them? No, just one of them. Just one of them? Yeah. And does Ole Miss make that trade? The problem is, if you add Mingo to State's roster, does that change the f- anything? Uh, he's a- because I really feel like that the biggest problem are the five guys up front right now. Well, then do you, could you trade him for Ben Brown? I mean, that's their best lineman. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Normally, normally that question gets asked, and I have an idea, but not this time. Uh, another one, R.C. Martin. Lane Kiffin is making me hate Ole Miss less and less. What do I do? Just give it time. Well, it's one of those deals where <clears throat> the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind yeah. of deal, and everybody thinks the SEC officiating yeah. and all that deal. Yeah. What did I say yesterday? That if, if Steve Robertson is tweeting stuff that basically supports an Ole Miss position... That's how you know it's bad. Yeah. So, uh, Jacob Chancellor, how back to normal do you think things will be in the dude this year? Mm. I don't think. I think it's still going to be small capacity. 
You know, early in the season, I don't know if you'll be able to tell just a ton difference. First conference weekend, though, it's going to look like a non-conference game. I yeah. Know, a bit. So I'll be surprised if if we have big crowds of baseball this year, but they'll be they will let fans in, I believe. Uh, let's see here. If you can only fix one problem, this is from Zach DePriest. He's not a priest. He's just Zach the priest. Uh, if you could only fix one problem, what would it be? Permanently erasing maroon is all that matters from minds never to be heard or seen again, or permanently fix SEC officiating. It's got to be officiating. Officiating. I can yeah. live with the t-shirts. I don't care. I mean, I do care, but not that much. So. We can just joke about it and move on. Right. The officiating affects games. Sean, besides Dak, who do you think is the most famous MSU fan? I don't consider Dak to be a fan, first and foremost. He played football here. So who's the most famous MSU fan? I think the answer is Big Crit. You a big fan of his? I know you are. I couldn't tell you a single song that Big Crit sings. In fact, I don't even know if I would have known that Big Crit was a a, a person until he was at a basketball game, wasn't he, like a year ago yeah, or they, so? Yeah, they introduced him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a big state fan, though. Um, um but apparently, yeah, he's well known. Yeah, by non huge huge guy in the rap game. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, that's probably the I'm not answer. up on that scene. I'll be honest. Me, with you. me either. But I, I do know who he is. Basically, I think I know who he is because he's a state fan more than anything else. So who's who besides him? Like who's even in the running here? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like some celebrity. Uh, Robin Roberts. Yeah. Robert Roberts is probably more popular than Big Crit now that I think about it. I think from a like if you wanted people of all American ages, knows who Robin Roberts yeah, is, yeah, um, yeah. Those, those, those two good ones there. Uh, Joey Curry, we sort of answered this question. What's happened to baseball? There used to be players like Vince Coleman and Ricky Henderson, but not anymore. Also, a runner on third, less than two outs. Nobody sacrifices bunts. It's either home run or strikeout now. That's, analytics has happened. Analytics has happened. They've told you to stop giving away outs. Yeah, and, uh, I and mean stealing it, bases and the, bunting is a the way numbers to give away say out. that more often you will score if you swing the bat and yeah. you know stealing. I mean that's great, but if the guy at the plate is going to hit one in the gap anyway, you it don't have to steal. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what's happened. Analytics. analytics. The numbers have, money ball has happened. Yeah, the the numbers have shown that statistically you might be more likely even if slightly, to, to score just by swinging the bat. Yeah. But I still think you got to know your team. And for some teams, that you, you probably should lay down a bunt in situations where other teams should swing the bat. All right, we got some rapid-fire barbecue questions from Ooh. Josh Watson. Here we go. Ribs, wet or dry? Uh, For ribs, I think I'll go wet. I like dry ribs. Do you I, like? I like them with the rub on there. But I, I, like, I don't have a problem with salt. Yeah, I like them both ways. Uh, chicken, barbecue sauce, white sauce, or no sauce? Uh, I'll go barbecue sauce. Why not? Uh, let's see here. Does coleslaw go on a pork pork? You didn't answer. Oh, I didn't. Uh, barbecue sauce. Yes. I would rank them barbecue sauce, no sauce, white sauce. As would I. Uh, does coleslaw go on a pulled pork sandwich? No. Yeah, I agree with that. I do like some coleslaw, though. Depending on how it's made, the consistency of it. If it's like... Sticky, sticky, very mayonnaise no. Yeah. But it's like KFC, kind of watery, yeah. crisp. You're like a vinegary coleslaw. Yeah. Okay. Um, But I don't want it on the sandwich, no. Best barbecue in the Golden Triangle? Mm. I can't really speak to Columbus and West Point uh, yeah. barbecue. I mean, two brothers. Two brothers, Spotlight Cafe are probably my top two. 
I, I still haven't eaten a Spotlight Cafe, so I can't rank that one. But because, based on everybody that I know, uh, th- they would put it up there. So we'll go with that. Brian McDuff, my good friend, wants to know, what would the score and stat line look like for a team with Chad Morris as offensive coordinator and Peter Sermon as defensive coordinator? And let's say they're playing the 2001 Miami Hurricanes. Oh, gosh. So, okay, so they lose like 76 to nothing. All right? And they probably don't have more than 150 yards of total offense, and they're giving up like 600-plus, right? Fair? All that's fair? All that's fair. No, No argument. All right. Oh, man. Could you imagine watching that? That would be one of the most brutal college football games you've ever watched in your life. Uh, Ryan Sims wants to know the over-under on three and a half wins for this season. So, can State beat can, can State beat Vandy, Missouri, and Ole Miss? They can, but I feel like they'll lose feel one, under? one of those. Okay, so then you're taking the under because you don't now think they'll beat Auburn, do you? Okay. Uh, what about you? You think they'll... I think they can win those games. I, I, right now, I would say yes, but... I want to see. I want to see if Will Rogers plays against Alabama. I'm expecting him to win, but if they just look a little more competent on offense, I'll feel a lot better. Yeah, I think that's fair. Ah, uh, let's see here. What's next? Uh, Dalton Lee wants to know. He's honeymoon travel planning has been a headache for him this year. I bet, man. Uh, if you had the chance to replan yours, where would you go and why? Ah. Uh. <sighs> I tell you what, I don't know if I'd go to the exact same place, but I might. Yeah. Um, we went to the Bahamas to yeah. the Sandals Resort, all inclusive. Um, <laughs> you know what they say I, about all inclusive? <laughs> it's all inclusive. Uh, I would definitely go somewhere all inclusive again because it is tremendously beneficial to be at a resort where you don't got to worry about anything yeah you 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 got things taken care of yes that was fantastic i agree with that that's not a bad idea i didn't do a honeymoon so i don't i guess i would definitely replant it sure you can first plant it y'all can go on a honeymoon now we could but i mean it's sort of the same issues that we had before (laughs) it's a lot of money uh are you more of an adventure active honeymooner or do you want to sit on your tail dalton uh you listen to this podcast right and we've met we've what do you think the answer to this question is? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going hiking, especially on a honeymoon. No, absolutely not. I mean, we there at the the resort. I mean, we had. Uh, I mean, we jet, got, like, skis jet skis. That's, and, that's one thing. And co- but I'm like, not going to go walking. Tell, yeah, I'm not going to go mountain climbing or anything like that. You know, I want my most adventurous choice to be what am I having for dinner? Stuff like that. Yep. Uh, Zachary Cooey. Uh, uh, Coo- uh, I'm saying Cooey. If I'm wrong, you know her. You know what to do. How much will your listeners who hate wrestling hate it even more when they find out the WWE has filed a lawsuit against Chris Jones? I saw that. Is this a real thing? Yes, it's a real thing. Oh, um, you be because Chris Jones, Stone Cold, Stone Jones. Cold, yeah. Um, he has like a Stone Cold soda or something like that. Uh-huh. Chris Jones does, and the WWE and I don't know if Austin's in on it or not, but. It'll give you another reason, Brian, to not like Stone Cold since he's blocked you on Twitter. That and thin-skinned rattlesnake. <laughs> I was always a rock guy. <laughs> I would love for WWE to send me like a cease and desist with the woo. I mean, I, I would love it. It'd be hilarious. Incredible. I would come up with WWE, something. WWE, man, they, just, they are just so bad right now. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't watch that. Uh, Mr. Coach Jimmy, have you ever seen a bottle of bourbon that looks this good? He's got him a bottle of Nature Boy bourbon. Woo! That's a great-looking bottle of bourbon. What are you talking about? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Cameron Payton has some post-LSU stats for us. You ready? Yeah. 
out of our state's 38 drives since the LSU game, 40% have resulted in turnovers, 92% have resulted in zero points, 4.8 yards per catch, 1.6 yards per carry. Is there, by chance, a single word that comes to mind to describe all that accurately? Hey, you know, I've got a couple, but I trust your vocabulary more so than mine. I... Brian, do you care to chime in here? I'm going to go with putrid. Another one from Cameron Payton. When a team knocks your beloved team out of the playoffs, my wife and I entirely disagree on how to handle it. She pulls for the jerks to win it all. I hope they get a severe case of IBS 10 minutes before the game. Where do you stand on this? Are you pulling for the Dodgers? Depends on the other team. I'm not pulling for the Dodgers. Okay. But I don't have a hatred in my heart for the Dodgers, though, like you do. That's true. Um, I'm more so pulling so for the Rays you, because of did, Hunter Renfro. And, did, did the Nats eliminate the Braves last year? Uh, no. The Cardinals eliminated the Braves last year. Did you pull for who? I did not. Cardinals, well, Nats. It was Cardinals, Nats. And I almost... It was one of those deals where I want them both to lose. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I couldn't pull for either one of them. And then in the World Series, I also faced a conundrum. Because you don't like the Astros. I don't like the Astros yeah. that either. And then it was the Nats, but it's the Nats. I can't yeah. really... So that was one of those situations where I couldn't really pull for either one of them. Okay. In this instance, I don't hate either team. And so the Rays have Renfro yeah. and company. I want, so. I want the team that beat my team to lose. I want them out. They don't, they don't deserve to be there. So. Last year with the Cardinals beating the Braves, that was very true. The Cardinals did not deserve to beat the Braves. The Braves were much better than the Cardinals yeah, a year ago. Yeah. Uh, my friend Hayes Brooks, my family and I are moving to Ackerman next week. Hey. When do we go to Paps, and who would eat more, him or Haydad? He's a big dude. I think I got him, though. He's lost a lot of I, weight. I've met him before, yeah, yeah. I believe. Well, he's the barbecue guy You know, who does the uh, the barbecue competition. Yep. My question for him is, what are we doing for Thanksgiving? Because he normally and I, he and I get together for Thanksgiving. So. You know, the, the funny thing Please is, Hayes... I want, like, I, want, I want one of those Hayes Brooks smoked... It always seemed like Ackerman folks ate at Paps less than anybody. Well, other than, like, the lunch. Yeah. The blue plate stuff. So. Uh, Alex Barham. Uh, we, we already uh, answered your, your football question on yesterday's podcast. So, we've got food questions. Should mac and cheese be baked? Yes. Yeah. Baked mac and cheese is better than just cooked in the pot mac and cheese. For sure. Although both are good. Although both are good, the baked is better. Pork chops, grilled or fried? Why not both? Well, I, mean, I agree with that, but if you had to pick, I'd rather have a grilled pork chop. Um, yeah, I like grilled. Yeah. Better appetizer. This is a maybe the toughest question we've ever gotten. Chips with queso or salsa or a sausage and cheese plate? Oh, man. I'd probably go to the chips, though. I, I'm probably going to go chips, but... But I... Why can't we get here's here's the, the let's get a compromise. Put sausage in the get yeah the like uh, queso fundido or something like that yeah so, the 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 chips with a cheese and meat dip is the way to go yeah all right uh, Zachary Treadway let's see here uh, understand quarterbacks entering the portal since they don't fit the style We're talking about Maiden and Schrader but is there an ideal style of offensive lineman losing Penley seems like it may have hurt I've always heard he was the kind of offensive lineman you want strong with a nasty dip- disposition I agree with that um, but of course was recruited to run you know run, be more of a run blocker I think in this you want like you basically want to have five tackles you want five tall guys with a lot of reach because you're going to have those splits you need to have some reach right now you just need five people getting away that's true it doesn't matter what they just yeah, get in the way and give your quarterback three or four seconds. Yeah. Also from Zachary, is Orange Cassidy quietly one of the most over guys in wrestling today? I don't think it's very quiet. Yeah, he's very quiet. He is it's, very much over. Yeah, huge over. 
Uh, Jared Gardner, I had the option to go to the State-Bama game this week with my father-in-law, who is also a big Bama fan. The past two times I went, he made me stay through the signing of through the singing of Rammer Jammer. I didn't know they sang anything at the end of the game, but sure. Did I make a good decision to not go this year? He thinks I'm stupid for not going. You made a great decision. Yeah, because it probably would not be a pleasant day for you. No, you, and you, you would stretch and the you stay till the end of Rammer Jammer. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Gil Mancling, Mancling, as a Memphian, I've known about Jerry the King Lawler since birth, but I know little about wrestling. Talk about the King's place in wrestling history. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah. And a Hall of Famer. You know, a guy mm-hmm. that in his in, in his time frame was one of the top guys in all of, of wrestling. Yeah. You know, he, he was Memphis wrestling. I mean, and, and to me, he's he's almost a Hall of Famer in both in the ring and out. Yeah, as, as with, an announcer. The announcer. And, the, the Attitude Era, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler pairing is the greatest... It's 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 right there with Heenan and uh, and Gorilla Monsoon, to me. And I would probably put it above that, mm-hmm. just because of the money that was made yeah. and the the drawing power of wrestling during that time. Just period. the perfect heel announcer, mm-hmm. and, and you know, but also a great wrestler. So and uh, you know, by all accounts, a pretty good guy. Uh, let's see here. Wade Jones wants to know <laughs> if you happen to streak with clothes on, hopefully. A field, and someone with authority tackled you. Would you prefer the back of your head to hit the ground first, or do you want to go face first and eat grass? I definitely want to go face. first. I think I want to go face first. Head hitting the ground, you might get concussed. Yes, face first, you're just gonna get scraped. Yeah, up your, your nose may get busted, but oh yeah, well. I, I'd much rather have a busted nose and a scrambled brain. Yes. So yes, Wade, if you're ever gonna you know spear me, please do it from the back. Gosh, yeah. what did Wade? What is your forty time? Do we know it, dude? He like, tracked. Do you that, know it. He had he had a pursuit angle on her, beaded her down. She had no chance to get away. And that, I mean, it's a young girl, you know. And he's weighted down. He's got you know his gun on and everything. Yeah. So, uh, and it looks like we're we're starting to run out. Oh, we got some some last minute questions getting in here uh, from Doctor Turf Dirt. Who I got to know more about you, Doctor Turf Dirt. Hold on a second. <laughs> he's a turf grass science professor at Mississippi State. Well, that makes sense then. In 2018 and 2020, MSU has a top-ranked defense. Does the putrid MSU offense have any bearing on that ranking? Does the putrid... Hey, this is my word. You're using it a little much here, Dr. Turf Dirt. Uh, does the putrid offense of MSU lead to playing conservative by the other offense to make the MSU look, look, make MSU look better than it really is? That's a good point. Teams know coming in, hey, we only have to get 14 today, and you know, we can probably win the game. Yeah, but we- that said, I, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I think that State is just... They're good. There probably is a touch of what you're talking about there, but I think that the overriding yeah. premise, this state defense is a lot better than we ever go, thought go it would Go watch be. Alabama from 2018. They were trying to do things offensively, and state just shut them yeah. down. Well, I mean, go back this year. Watch the LSU game. Yeah, LSU's trying. They're trying. Yeah. and and State did a good job. Yeah, they did. And LSU, got, there were a bust here or there. Yeah, they weren't perfect, but the state defense is pretty good. Yeah. Ryan Lawrence, I went back and listened to last year's tenant thunder and lightning episode after the loss to tennessee still my favorite breakdown do we still feel that state should have publicly gone all out with an offer to dan mullen in light of everything that's happened since yeah i still believe that i think after the egg bowl john cohen should have publicly said we are going to offer dan mullen a four-year deal at eight million dollars per year and made him made him have to turn that down he still would have done it i think but it would have. It would have. I mean, this is after a loss in the Egg Bowl, too. Well, maybe you do it ahead of time. Then maybe you do it before. I don't know. Because maybe he thinks he's, maybe then he might actually think about it. And then you know, because 
State loses but, that game because Mullen was Mullen was already. Yeah, but all indications were he was going to go. Well, that Cohen and company knew that days ahead. Oh yeah, of the yeah. Egg Bowl. I mean, th- th- that didn't catch them off guard. But they could have. They could they. I'm not saying they should have. I guess I am saying they should have. They could have released that statement and at least made it. You know feel like they were they had done everything they could do. Because there are some MSU fans who still believe that Cohen and company did not do everything they could do to keep Mullen. In reality, Mullen just wanted to go. And they, they, they well, could I mean, have offered I, him whatever. But I don't know how true this is, and you know maybe we have some higher-ups listening that could dispute this, but I've been told before that if he did, if it wasn't going to Florida, he was going to be at Tennessee. Right, he's going to be in Tennessee. Right. He would have been announced at Tennessee. He was going to leave either way. Yeah, Strickland came in at the last minute and gave him the Florida job. Also, from that same show, I said that the excuse of we talked about the excuse that we look good in practice. That's because it can't be proven. Now it's, he says, Ryan says, interesting to hear that from Leach. Now, do you feel there may be some weight to it with Leach trying to solve that weird team issue? I mean, I, I can believe that you know you said that they look good in practice, but again, I can't prove it. So I mean, it's just it's I wonder. I mean, there's so much to that too. When you say they look good in practice, I guess over the bye week because yeah. he talked about how they did some good on good. So I guess this doesn't apply. But like, if you look good on in practice during the week against the scout team, I just don't know. I mean, how much of that can you really expect to translate over to play in the A and M's and the, you know, the SEC teams of the league? Because I mean, you you should beat your, you should look good against your scout team. Yeah. Shouldn't you? No, I agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, last question from Ryan. What was the sorrowful music played at the beginning of that episode, and what loss <laughs> would we have to endure this year to hear that? Oh, well, you've heard again? it once, haven't you? When did when did we play it? We played it this year. Was it during? It wasn't at the Arkansas game, was it? Was no. It? We've we, played it recently. Yeah. And um, I can't remember what for. I think it was the day that we thought the Big Ten and everybody was going to cancel football. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. was that it? Okay. I, think, I think you're exactly right. It's on the Black Hawk Down soundtrack. It's called Gortaz Iran, uh, Jetons, <laughs> which is French. Uh, and that's where you can find it. So I remembered it. I've never seen Black Hawk Down. I remembered it from the South Park episode where the girl, where Skank Hunt 42 is, <laughs> is trolling everybody and the, all the girls break up with the boys. And that's the song that's playing over it. So I remembered it from that. Uh, Patrick Kakaro, if the season wasn't canceled, is Vic Schaefer still the women's basketball coach or does he leave anyway? Based on what I have been told, I think he would have been gone. Sounds that way. Yeah. Um, if Kyla doesn't play the remainder of the season, what expectations do you have for him going into the draft versus if he played? Um NFL teams, I think, by and large, are just going to worry about can this guy win football games for us. So, I mean, they'll ask him what happened and, and, and that, but I, I think if he goes to the combine and performs and he interviews well enough, he'll be fine. So, I mean, it doesn't change it too much. I do think that he, if he had had a successful season, he might have elevated himself a little bit, but I don't think he's going to decrease his value too much. Is that fair? Yeah, he's probably right about where he would have been had he just stuck with his original plan to I enter agree. the draft, probably. I agree with you 100%. So. All right, that's it for today. Tomorrow's show, Brett Hudson will join us. Uh, we will talk about Mississippi State versus Alabama and uh, a few other things. You may notice no bumper music on the end of this show. That's because, uh, well, my computer died in the middle of the show. So I'm going to have to go another way. Still got able to put the podcast together and all that stuff, but another laptop seems to have bitten the dust. Good thing we're under warranty. 
right, guys, have a great uh, Wednesday. Back with you on Thursday. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.